Welcome to the Places Where We Go podcast. Hello, I'm Julie. And I'm Art. Join us as we share our travel stories. We'll tell you about where we've been, what we saw, and what we did. We're always looking for a bit of an adventure. Sometimes we travel far. Sometimes we explore the places close to our home. Wherever we go, we'll let you know about the highlights and top tips to help you plan your future adventures. This is the Places Where We Go podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Places Where We Go, where today we head south in Poland to the city of Krakow. During our nearly three weeks... Hey, you just trilled your R. Do that again. I'll have to listen to the the recording. Oh my gosh, that never happens. (laughs) Now I'm all discombobulated. (laughs) During our nearly three-week trip to Poland, we spent more time in this city than any other stop. As a result, we did so much there that it's going to take us several episodes to recap everything. So today's episode is going to be centered on the Market Square And you can expect probably at least two more, if not three more episodes for us to get into everything that we explored and did during our time here. So let's talk about Krakow. It's a city with a rich history dating back to the 13th century when attacking Tatars invaded the city and with an arrow pierced the town crier's throat. Just a century later, Krakow was the nation's capital and remained so until the 16th century. Krakow sits on the banks of the Wisla River. It is a magnificent destination for architecture buffs. It's got some very, very old buildings there. The entirety of the old town is listed as a UNESCO World Heritage Site. Over a thousand years, the city has intermixed with the great European architecture styles, including... Baroque, the Gothic period, Renaissance, Romanesque, and even Art Nouveau. Today, Warsaw is Poland's capital, but Krakow makes a convincing case of being Poland's cultural capital. Throughout the years, there's a never-ending parade of events and festivals in the city. You'll find celebrations of art, dance, film, literature, music, and of course, food. Krakowians are a buzz in culture, abounding with film buffs, jazz lovers, poetry appreciation, and theater goers. There's something to appreciate around nearly every corner of the city. The city has a history of being kind of like an ongoing episode of Game of Thrones. That's what the people say. Krakow's history is the stuff of legends. It is told that back in the 13th century, the city was founded on the site of a dragon's lair. A Polish prince defeated the dragon and built a magnificent palace on the site of his victory. While King Sigismund III moved the Polish capital from Krakow to Warsaw, it continued to remain a place for coronations and royal funerals. In recent history, it is the dark era of World War II that resonates vividly. Five days after the Great War began, Krakow was invaded and became the capital for the German central government. The Nazi regime took control of Wawel Castle, forced Jewish residents first into the ghetto before the world would witness their movement into concentration camps. 
where terribly monstrous crimes against all humanity took place. So let's get ourselves to Krakow. On our last episode, we were in the city of Wrocław, and we would get on a train. And in a few hours, I think it was, we arrived in Krakow. It was just around noon. And our first destination was the Market Square. And it is the Market Square that is the topic of today's podcast. So let's dive right into it. I think we have at least six highlights for you, maybe a couple more. But we are going to dive into just the uh, fascinating things that you could see here, hopefully give you a flavor of the place and its magnificence. So the main market square, it's a top highlight in Krakow. The main market square in Polish is called Rynek Głowny. It was declared a World Heritage Site by UNESCO in 1978. The square dates back to the 13th century and is 9.4 acres in size. That makes it the largest medieval town square in all of Europe. Its origins relate to serving as a mercantile center. The perimeter is surrounded by historic townhouses and churches. The square's history goes beyond merchant functions. Located on the Royal Road with Vavel Castle to the south, it's been the host of regal ceremonies, victory parades, and it's been also used to stage public executions of prisoners back in the day. Today, though, you're not going to see that atrocity. Instead, you're going to see a perimeter that's lined with restaurants, cafes, pubs, museums, souvenir shops, and historical landmarks. Many of the facades display their original Baroque architectural style from the medieval origins. So let's paint a picture of what it's like to walk into the square. It's kind of like walking into a fairy tale landscape. You have horse-drawn carriages that transport tourists throughout the larger square area. Large flocks of pigeons fly between the buildings. Florists and gift shops offer their goods for sale. Umbrella-shaded tables line the sides where people are sitting enjoying drinks while watching people and admiring the activities on the square. It's a place with irresistible charm where there's just pleasure in watching the world go by. Over time, the level of the market square has been raised up nearly 16 feet in some places. Underneath the street level are the well-known Pivnica pod Baranami. Many of the underground cellars are pubs and restaurants today. The next place we'd like to highlight is within the market square itself. It is called the Cloth Hall, or Sukunica in Polish. You'll hear that word several times when you're in the market square. It's it's very popular site. It is perhaps the biggest attraction in the market square, sitting right in the middle of the square. The history of this Gothic building goes back to the 14th century. Some call it the oldest shopping mall in the world. It was built by King Casimir III, also known as King Casimir the Great, for textile merchants to sell their goods. In fact, it was the only legal place in the city where merchants were allowed to sell their goods. During its golden age in the 15th century, merchants traded here for Eastern imports, including leather, silk, and spices, while Krakow offers its goods of lead and salt from the Vialichka salt mine. Today, the hall is lined with souvenir vendors and jewelry stalls, and we did look through every stall while we were there. Mm -hmm. Your mother and I did. I think you did too. And actually bought a couple things. It's a great place 
where you can find a keepsake from your visit to Krakow, some jewelry. It has beautiful jewelry. There were several steins that caught my eye that oh, I did yeah. not buy, but yeah, we were I worried about them. packing stuff. We up had limited home. space, yeah. So I, I guess that's you know we can just divert for a second here. If you go to a place like this, and if you think you're going to want to buy goods that they have there, you just want to make sure that you have enough room in your luggage to take things back. Because we, the way we were traveling, we were doing so much walking, and we on purpose tried to limit the amount of luggage that we had. Yeah. We pretty much had like no room for anything extra. Yeah. So what? And we, we yeah. left with that intention. We mm-hmm. knew that we weren't going to be buying a lot of souvenirs. Yeah, I think we left with. Several thousand photographs. Yes, we did. Yes. So back to the Sukhanitsa. It runs down the north-south length of the square, neatly dividing the area into east and west sides. The original hall consisted of two rows of stone stalls that formed a street in the square center. Grates on either end were locked at night to ward off thieves. In the 14th century, the roof was introduced The top has a beautiful Polish parapet decorated with carved masks. In the central passage of the Sukhanitsa is the iron knife. It is a tool near the side of the Adam Mickiewicz monument, which was used to punish thieves by cutting off one of their ears. And for extremely serious offenses... It was used by the hands of the town executioner. That's one way to keep down thievery, I suppose. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It would certainly deter me. Through its history, the Sukhanitsa has hosted distinguished international guests. In recent years, dignitaries including Prince Charles of Wales and Japan's Emperor Akihito were welcomed here. It has been the site of many festive balls, such as the famous one in 1809 after Prince Josef Poniatowski liberated the city from Austria. Upstairs in the cloth hall is the Krakow National Museum, and inside there is the largest permanent exhibit of 19th century Polish artwork. It's arranged in four grand exhibition halls. Many notable Polish artists have their works displayed here. If you're an art lover, be sure to go upstairs and see the art gallery. Up next is the Town Hall Tower. The main market square does not have a town hall. There was such a structure here once upon a time, but it was demolished in 1820 to make way for a more open main square. The remnant you can see today is the Town Hall Tower. It is the main focal point in the old town. The Gothic Tower stands 70 meters tall, and after a severe windstorm nearly 300 years ago, it has a slight lean, making it the leaning tower of Krakow. Years ago, its cellars housed the city prison and a medieval torture chamber. That space is used as a performance space today by the Teatr Ludovi. Today, you can venture inside the tower. The entrance is guarded by a pair of stone lions. Yes, we have our photos yes, there I by remember. the stone lions. Yes. You'll pass under the city coat of arms to enter, and you head up 110 steps to the observation deck on top for a wonderful panoramic view of the city. You can also view a permanent photography exhibition that details the modern-day history of the market square. The clock mechanism can be viewed from inside the clock hall tower. It receives the correct time via radio waves 
and has the accuracy of an atomic time standard. It even resets itself to be in alignment with daylight savings time. Back outside at the base of the tower is the iconic sculpture that locals call the head. It created controversy when added in 2004, though it is a favorite photo spot for tourists. Yeah, it looks like ultra modern in this really old looking town, but it's kind of cool and we took photos with the head too. We were tourists. Yeah. The next spot that we have to highlight, we're going to go underground and this is the Rinnick Underground Historical Museum. So we had heard about this museum when we arrived in the city, and I've learned that it's one of the most visited museums in the whole country. So we ended up getting tickets when we were there and went through the experience. Leading up to this, in 2005 up until 2010, part of the Market Square was excavated, and what they found was simply amazing. There was all types of artifacts from over hundreds of years that were unearthed during the excavation. Visiting this underground museum, you travel four meters under the surface to see findings that predate the Sukhanitsa. When we walked in, the visit began with a short film that is shown on this wall of smoke that creates this this ambiance. And in what is essentially an archeological site, this museum is interactive with touchscreens and holograms that depict what life was like in Krakow from the time predating the city's charter and proceeds through its trading history. The permanent exhibit retraces the city's history from the initial medieval period. There's the usual collection of coins and unearthed objects for those who enjoy traditional museum displays. This is also supplemented with multimedia exhibits, interactive displays, and video. And kids will love the automated puppetry that's inside. We purchased a DVD when we visited that includes the documentaries that were shown there. So you're, you have that available. Otherwise, you can stop and watch every single video segment, which can make um, kind of a longer visit. There's a limit of 300 visitors at a time. So it is recommended if you want to visit the Underground Museum to get your tickets in advance. You can do that online or from the information offices located in the Market Square. Just know that the office is located on the other side of the cloth hall from where the museum entrance is. Audio guides at the museum are available in multiple languages, including English, which is what we speak. Now we're going to take you to the Church of the Virgin Mary, and this is a must-stop if you're heading into Krakow's Market Square. This brick Gothic church was founded in 1221 and sits on the main market square. The church that stands here today was constructed on the original foundation in the late 1200s. The church became a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1978, along with the historic center of Krakow. As you view the church from the market square, the tower stands 260 feet tall. While the outside itself is awe-inspiring, just wait until you step inside. St. Mary has one of the most magnificent church interiors that you will ever see anywhere. I actually remember when I first stepped in there. I mean, you were just awestruck by the interior. It was so gorgeous. The entire interior is covered artistically, be it with paint, carvings, frescoes, tiles, and more. The church is famous for the world's largest late Gothic altarpiece, 
by Viet Stos. This altarpiece has a three panel design and is 40 feet wide. It is detailed with wood figurines of biblical characters and events. Also inside, there are notable sections, including ornate side chapels, magnificent paintings, including the Annunciation, the Adoration of the Magi, Mary Magdalene, and there's more. I mean, there's so much. It's so hard to take in. You just have to kind of focus in on what's in front of you. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's so much there. And if you look up to the ceiling, it is painted in a dark blue and gold, and it looks like the night sky. We actually attended Mass there on that Sunday. We did. And it was noted on the schedule to be in Latin, but just know it is not a Tridentine Latin Mass. It was a standard Mass with a Eucharistic prayer that was in Latin. Outside, you can witness a famous reenactment that takes place 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. The trumpet tune, called the Hainal Mariatsky, plays from the church's tallest tower. The trumpet call captures the attention of the people in the square. The tune is played from the corners of the tower, but at one point, partway through the tune, it abruptly stops. This commemorates the legendary 13th century trumpeteer of Krakow, who was pierced by an arrow in the throat while alarming the city with his tune of a Mongol attack on the city. At noon, the Hainal plays across the country and it is broadcast live on the Polish national radio. For those of you that are interested in the legendary trumpet story, you'll want to read the 1929 book, The Trumpeter of Krakow, written by Eric Kelly. And after walking around the largest medieval market square in all of Europe, you're sure to be hungry, and a great place to eat is a restaurant called Vierzinek. I hope I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> this restaurant dates back to the 14th century, and it's one of the oldest restaurants in all of Poland. The restaurant is famous for the Great Feast of 1364, According to legend, a 21-day feast was held that year to help bring together several monarchs of Europe over political matters. Today, the restaurant has a capacity for over 200 guests who can sit over four floors. The restaurant has eight themed dining rooms. It's a luxurious culinary experience with traditional Eastern European fish and game. Servings are imaginative, and you'll find a strong menu of Polish wines. Dinner here is more expensive than most places, but if you're going to splurge somewhere in the city, this just well may be the place to do it. Absolutely. It was so marvelous. So there are more things you can see and do in the Market Square. One of the things you can do is visit the Adam Miskiewicz statue, and you'll find one of the most loved monuments in Krakow, next to the Sukhanice. The bronze statue pays homage to Poland's beloved poet, and the statue is a common meeting place for city tours and pub crawls. Another place is the Church of St. Adalbert. This is located on the eastern side of the square, and it's one of the oldest stone structures in the country and a well-preserved example of such. So you've got these great places to visit that are all around the square and in the middle of the square, and because the square is so large, it's also a place where you're probably going to find entertainment most likely happening during your visit. 
When we were in Krakow, there was an annual festival taking place. It's called the Lyconic Festival. And we spent a few hours soaking it up. There was traditional Polish folk dancers who were dancing on the stage. There were musicians. And during this festival, people gather in the square awaiting the arrival of the legendary Lyconic. It's a figure who rides throughout the streets of the city and he ends his venture in the market square in the late afternoon. And that was kind of a fun event. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And there's something happening nearly every month in the market square. Other key events are the Dragon's Parade, New Orleans Sunday, the Festival of Street Theaters, Christmas Market, and the New Year's Eve open-air party. So if you're going to go to Krakow, take a look at the city calendar to see what's going to be happening at the Market Square during your visit because it's a place where they do like to have their festivals. And um, if you're there, be sure to take part in that. All right, let's talk about one of my favorite subjects, and that's food. While we were there on our first day, we ate at a restaurant called Galitska. We entered an underground area where we enjoyed salmon wrapped in cabbage, wonderful wine, and Krakow coffee, which is served with Krupnik. Which they put in the coffee in Krakow, which makes it Krakow coffee. We had some of that, and we were both quite happy. We were happy. We were very happy. It's like happy juice. Yeah. Yes. Plus, we had an after-dinner apple vodka aperitifs, and all of that cost us a mere $10 U.S. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah, again, I mean, you know, the U.S. dollar goes so far in Poland, so you can have wonderful meals, stay at wonderful places, Mm -hmm. and you pay a fraction of what you pay in the States. So it's a great value. Yeah. Yeah. So... On this first episode in Krakow, we wanted to take you through just the market square. When we get together next time, we will venture a little bit outside the market square. And when we get together after that, we'll go on some day trips from Krakow. So there's lots more to come. Keep coming back. And I'll also draw your attention to our website, www.theplaceswherewego.com. I believe we have some informative blog posts up for most of the Polish cities that we've talked about so far. Hopefully there'll be something up about Krakow in the coming days after this podcast is released. But you'll find more information there with links to the places that we discussed. So that's another reference that you can utilize. So if you are enjoying our podcast, please hit the subscribe button and comment if you'd like on anything that, you know, might help us or you have more information. We'd love to hear from you. So we will return back to Poland on our next episode. And thanks for joining us at the places where we go. Do widzenia. Do widzenia. If you have any comments or information to share with us about travel, you can write to us at comments at theplaceswherewego.com. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Places Where We Go. You can find us on Twitter as The Places Where One, the number one. And you can watch our travel adventures on YouTube, where our channel name is The Places Where We Go. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you at the places where we go. See you next time. Bye now.